0: Welcome to FOMO Monday, the companion show to FOMO Sapiens. Of course, we'll have another episode, a brand new episode of FOMO Sapiens dropping on Thursday. But until then, happy Full Monday. I'm your host, Patrick McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night and FOMO Sapiens 24-7. And I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving if you are in the States. It's a wonderful holiday, I gotta tell you. Thanksgiving is my favorite. And I know some of you are overseas and maybe you celebrated in your country as well. Maybe you visited with American friends or maybe you just do Thanksgiving because it is a wonderful holiday. And I love it because there's no stress and presence and minimal decoration. It's simply about spending time with family and friends. And I certainly did that. So I hope that you come into this week feeling ready for December. Oh my goodness. December, 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 all the holidays all over the world, no matter where you are, it's just It's just full on. And that is why I want to just take today's episode to offer a thought, which is this. I have been going now for the last couple months to this meditation group on Monday nights. I have this new friend who moved to New York recently called Michael. Michael is a really interesting guy. He's an engineer. Originally, he got into a really successful company that he's now left, and he is doing investing and a bunch of other stuff. But one thing that he'll tell you when you meet him is that meditation is very important for him. And so it's been an important part of his health and well-being for the last couple of years. And it's just, it's it's really interesting to hear his take on it. And he feels so strongly about it that he, does this group meditation. He used to do it and when his, before he moved to New York and now that he's moved here, you know, it's kind of cool because it's a great way to meet people, of course. So he's, you know, he's moved here. He wants to meet new people. But it's also a great way to share something with people that you think is important and also give them the gift of learning how to meditate. And as you know, It's something that I have found very powerful in my own life. And again, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I mean, maybe I should, but I have not, I'm not the guy who's going to go to an ashram in India for three months and sort of like, you know, not speak. I mean, it's going to be incapable uh, for me to do, but I have adopted meditation about three years ago. And in the last two years, I think I've missed only three days including at one point, two days in a row, which is really strange because you'd think I'd have figured it out. But it has been really good for my mental health, my productivity, my sleep, my mood. And so I love going to meditation on these Monday nights. It's been awesome. And I wanna share what I think are the factors that you you can bring into the picture to be successful if you wanna do the same. Now, I have 10 steps for you. Step number one have somebody leading this who is a connector and who is a living example of why meditation is important. So the thing about Michael is he's a connector, low key. I mean, he's very low key, but he knows people. He invites people. Those people bring people. So it makes it social and fun and interesting and the people are always cool. But also he shares with the group every week why meditation was important to him. You know, he worked really hard and he, he just had trouble sleeping. And so for him, this was a thing that allowed him to get out of his head, get into a better space and, you know, sort of improve his overall health. And so he, he tells that story openly to people, shares with them why he got into meditation in the first place and then what he has learned over the years as he has done it. So I think having a person who can do that It just makes a big difference versus somebody obviously who just maybe wants to get into it. Listen, it's it's a whole different thing because when somebody can attest to something and show how powerful it is and they're credible, obviously then it's, it's big for everybody else in the room. Number two, make it practical. So the great thing about this group is I think that the way that meditation is talked about is very approachable. And I'm not saying that, listen, if you are more in the new agey side of things like mad respect to you. I'm not at all dragging you or saying that that's not good. I mean, that, you know, to each his or her own. But I think for people who are new and skeptical, making it approachable and practical is a really good way to make people comfortable. FOMO. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, or delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. And with rising prices everywhere you look, you got to do the math and save money. Good news. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to netsuite.com slash FOMO. That's netsuite.com slash FOMO. netsuite.com slash FOMO. FOMO. Number three, make it low stakes. So... (laughs) you know, it's funny, we were talking last night after the meditation, what if we did a retreat, organized retreat, because people like it so much. That's not low stakes, that's high stakes. I mean, it could be semi-low stakes if you made it kind of like you only meditate for 30 minutes or an hour a day, but that's not really a retreat. And so what Michael does is he does a 30-minute sit. So it's substantial, it's much more than the 10 minutes I usually do every day, but it's not three hours. And so people, even if they, they don't get anything out of it and their minds are racing. Everybody can sit quietly for 30 minutes. You know, all we really do is sit around for 30 minutes, eyes closed, breathing, and it's very low key. And I think that the fact that, that anybody can do it, even if they're just sort of faking it, makes it low stakes. Next, invite a mix of experienced and inexperienced people. So I think it's really important that some people are brand new. And that's great because you always want people who are gonna have questions and you know, are gonna bring some new elements to the table. But having some experienced people who aren't freaking out and are relaxed and say, oh yeah, I do this every day, it just creates a culture in which people feel like, okay, like, You know, I have a couple people around the room that maybe afterwards I can talk to or, you know, ask them why they do it or what they do. And so it just kind of creates a nice mix, like any group activity, having some people who know what they're doing and who have done this in the past makes things just feel like they're more organized and that you can actually learn something. Number five, have a cadence. And what I mean by that is, Every week. So in the early days when we first started, Michael would sort of give a little intro talk and then we'd just get into it. 30 minutes. He would talk for a minute or two and guide us a little bit like, okay, here's what you can do to not have your mind wander and stuff like that. I actually found that kind of hard because, you know, 30 minutes felt like a gazillion years to me. Now he has changed it up. He does 10 minutes of sort of introduction. The first 10 minutes of the meditation he guides for us, which, which I appreciate. And he's really good at it. And he gives us some tools we can use some ways that if we get distracted, we can focus back. Like a great one is to focus on your breathing. Another is imagining that you're painting number one through 10 on the wall, like with each breath, number one, then next one, number two. And then when you get to 10, you start again at one. You can put your hand on your chest and feel it rise and fall. Like all these cool ways to sort of, if your mind is wandering, to get back to where you were. So Michael kind of every week will go through those. He mixes them up a little bit. And I gotta say, like I started using them in my own practice. So you know, I I just think that having a, a, a plan where you lay out very clearly for newbies and and people who have been doing it like because you know he's much more experienced than I am i feel like that makes it work better and everybody feels like they're getting knowledge from it next you want to set up the space right so have comfortable places for people to sit People don't want to lay down. If people lay down, they're going to fall asleep. So, have cushions on the floor, have chairs where they can sit, have a nice, you know, upright chair for people who want to sit in a place that's a little bit more rigid. I like to sit cross legged on the couch. That's me. But having a space that's quiet and dark. Early on, I remember poor Michael, he put some music and some, he had like a, kind of a projector with all kinds of images and there were images of animals and then like one animal ate another animal. And so it was not very relaxing. And then the music mix unfortunately shifted and it was more of like a a pop mix. And so he had to turn it off. And so I would say no music, no lights, dark and quiet. That's the way to go because then people can sort of just focus in and it's very low key and relaxing. Next, after the meditation, talk about it have people ask questions, have people share their thoughts, their experiences, what was hard, what was easy. It's really cool just to get people talking. And then that sets up just kind of people getting to talk afterwards. But I really love the, the fact you create a place where people feel comfortable sharing, like there's a little bit of vulnerability, which is always good. And then that's where you you start learning because people will say, well, I found this hard. And then somebody will say, well, you know, did you try this? And so like any meditation is not, again, it's, it's, it's a very practical thing and there are practical ways to resolve the challenges. You're just trying to sit there for 30 minutes, not thinking and allowing your brain to sort of cleanse itself. And so there are lots of great ways to do that. And there are lots of tips that can help you. And so having people engage in a dialogue, you know, 10, 15 minutes, it's cool. And I think it creates more camaraderie in the group. Next, make it social. Okay. Definitely make it social. You want to have maybe food uh, you want to have people talking, chatting. I mean, we hang out after, and it's just nice to get to know people, and then you make new friends, and that's really important. Now, at the same time, <laughs> don't make it a party, okay? So, uh, if you if you're serving wine to people, actually, like I've tried meditating after a glass of wine, and I found it positively delightful. But again, this is this is meditation. It's not you know night at the club, and so I think doing something very low key sets the right tone. And finally, ask people to help and pitch in because that's just you know nice to do. And frankly, it, when the group gets too big and unwieldy and if the person has to do a lot of work and it becomes really painful, they're not gonna host it anymore. And so it's important to make sure that the people who take their time and energy and give you their space or their home and host you every week that you support them and you do nice things for them. Like what I like to do, and you can ask, Michael himself, I like to once in a while, not every week because you know I don't wanna overpromise promise under the liver, I will bake something for dessert. I made apple crisp once, I made my grandmother's blueberry cobbler, things that I learned how to cook during the pandemic, they're pretty tasty. And um, you can find them on my social media, um, on my Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis. But again, I think bringing something uh, and contributing and helping out, even if it's just picking up after, is really good. So again, my 10 steps are have somebody Organize who is a connector and is a living example of why it's important. Make it practical, make it low stakes, get a mix of experienced and inexperienced people, have a cool routine, set up the space in a good way, have people share after so they can learn from each other. Have people be social, make it a social environment, don't make it a party, and finally pitch in, get people to help out. All right, I'd love to know if anybody tries this. I mean, I think it'd be really cool. And if you want to try this virtually with me, as you know, I actually have a meditation accountability group that people have been joining. So if you want to join that, you can reach out to me on Instagram at PatrickJMcGinnis, on Twitter at PJMcGinnis, or on email at letsconnectatpatrickMcGinnis.com. All right, you're going to need meditation in December. I, I certainly will. So this may be very helpful to getting you started or keeping you going. All right, Homo Sapiens, I will see you Thursday. And until then... Take care of yourselves. FOMO. Can't get enough of FOMO Sapiens? Join me on Patreon for ad-free episodes, bonus material, and exclusive content that will help you to master FOMO and position yourself for greater success in both business and life. Go to patreon.com slash FOMO Sapiens to learn more. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on LinkedIn. I love hearing from you, so don't be shy. FOMO. Want more FOMO FOMO Sapiens and FOM Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com, where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis. Tudo bem, meus queridos FOMOSapiens? Now that right there was Portuguese, and as you know, I love speaking foreign languages. But I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel